Hi friends, welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We love being encouraged to live out our faith in Jesus by hearing the stories of women in our church community. We are so glad that you're here. Sometimes the most powerful tool in the room is the most unexpected. In this episode, we highlight one of those hidden gems. Casey Williamson and Haneeli Drummond invite us to grow in gentleness. Without a doubt, it's challenging and requires self-control, but it is also one of the most beautiful instruments of a life lived with grace and truth. Here's our conversation. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. My name is Kathy. I am honored to be here with Casey Williamson and Haneeli Drummond, and we are going to talk today about gentleness. Both Casey and Haneeli are wonderful and wonderful parts of Christ Chapel. They actually both have come from a far way away, though. Casey actually is from California and came to TCU and has stayed and gets to work in an engineering firm here. And Haneeli actually came from further. She came from Brazil, and she owns and leads a dance studio here in the area and is wonderful and her girls and her family. And I am honored that you would both be here today. One of the things we love to do before we jump into our topic is to ask everyone, what is a small thing that has brought you joy lately? So I'd love to ask you that question so that those who are listening can get to know you a little bit. Casey, what about you? Just a few days ago, I was able to go to Mississippi to visit my family and go to my cousin's baby shower. And it's the first baby on that side of the family. And my cousin didn't know I was coming. I surprised her. So uh, it was just so much fun and really sweet to get to celebrate. And there was lots of pink. She's having a little girl. Oh, that makes me smile. That's so fun. Okay. Actually, I was super excited to be here. And I was thinking about this podcast because I remember when Casey and I were talking even before you guys created that and you were telling me about their desire of creating the podcast. And I listen to it all the time and I love it. So I'm just really proud of you guys, Kathy and everybody that's involved behind the scenes. I know it's, it looks really fun, but there's a lot of hard work and preparation behind it and I listen to it all the time and I am always always encouraged and equipped (laughs) after (laughs) listening to it so I really it really brings me a lot of joy oh Haneeli thank you so much that is so encouraging well you are so kind and so gentle (laughs) (laughs) what we are gonna talk about today and Casey I think you were the one that came up with the topic of gentleness and so Maybe I'll start with you and ask you, when I say the word gentle, different connotations or different ideas may come to people's mind. So when you thought about gentleness and thought about us talking about it, how would you describe it or what is gentleness to you? Sure. Uh, Gentleness to me, I think when I first think about it, I think of soft and careful and considerate and and being really considerate of others' feelings. Uh, I looked up the definition of gentle, and Merriam-Webster says it's free from harshness, sternness, or violence. Mm. And I thought it was a really interesting use of the word free. It just made me think about how the Lord frees us to be gentle and Mm. 
thinking about it in that way um, is another cool way to look at it. Um, I also thought of Galatians 5 in verses 22 to 23. We know it's a fruit of the Spirit, uh, gentleness. So that tells me that something the Lord can produce in us. Um, and as we just prepared for this podcast episode and I looked up different Bible verses having to do with gentleness, some of the key things that stuck out were that it's Spirit-produced Mm -hmm. and Christ-modeled. And I think we'll talk more about this in our conversation, just about how Jesus really is our perfect example of gentleness. So that's all what comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it reminds me also of like an underestimated strength that you need to have to be. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of self-control involved and patience involved in in having gentleness. Like you definitely need to control your reactions and, and think about others, like you said. Definitely, because I think for a lot of us, it's not this natural thing, right? That's why it's a fruit of us of the spirit that he produces in us. So that's a good point. I love that you brought up Casey as well. That we might think that oh, for some personalities, gentleness is easy because maybe they're naturally more introverted or quiet. Even though I know there are introverted and quiet people that are gentle and there are introverted and quiet people that are harsh. Mm -hmm. But we can stereotype that for some personalities, gentleness might be easy. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask y'all, is gentleness easy? Do you think your personality naturally trends that way or is it hard? Keneally, what about you? You're laughing. (laughs) I'm laughing because when I told my husband and my mom that I was going to come to this podcast talk about gentleness, both of them burst out laughing <laughs> so hard and I was like okay guys I get the hint <laughs> so it's definitely I'm definitely not naturally gentle um, uh, I think I am very passionate and spontaneous and uh, all of that can be great but also uh, I can because I'm honest and direct I can be harsh sometimes when I'm speaking so that's why I'll talk about self-control and being patient mm-hmm. uh, into uh, when I deliver things, uh, many times it can come across as rude and not gentle. Uh, it's all, always out of love, but mm-hmm. yes, I, I the struggle of my life is always like about the delivery. How can I say the things in love mm-hmm. and, and be gentle? It's so funny to hear you say that, though, Hanili, because like Kathy mentioned when we were talking about potential podcast topics and talking about uh, gentleness, you came to mind for me immediately. And so that's the Lord in you. I think you're a lot more gentle than you give yourself credit for. Uh, But just watching you as you teach dance with your students and watching how you raise your girls, I see you gently shepherd them and, uh, you know, coach them through different moves in a really winsome and soft, gentle way. Thank you so much. You're loud and fun and you're also gentle. I appreciate that. Yes. And, uh, I, I did, uh, when you guys told me about that topic, uh, I thought, wow, God is amazing. He does have a sense of humor. And <laughs> because uh, I, I did think about you too, how you model gentleness for me, because when I think about how I want to speak, and I think Casey's one of her strengths is to be very eloquent and patient. So I think about you and look up to you. So um, thank you for saying that. Thank and you. I that you're also really, really gentle. I feel like, Keneally, I've heard you say before and heard you say now that, and I agree that you are gentle, and I think it's possible to be loud and gentle, but yet I know that you have 
worked really hard on that. And so tell me a little bit about what motivated you to learn and grow in gentleness and how have you grown in it? Because I think we all need to grow in it. So Mm -hmm. I'd learn, love to learn a little bit from you. Yes, definitely. Uh, I grew the most after I had kids. Motherhood really uh, taught me how to uh, understand because before I couldn't relate. You know, as a teacher, I would have like many students and some of them were very shy and afraid. And I remember just for me having like this outgoing personality, I wouldn't understand how can they not speak or not say, you know, you ask, what is your name? And they can't say anything. And you're like, what's happening? Why they can't do that? And then I have two beautiful daughters. Um, the oldest one is Stan and my youngest is seven. And my older daughter, she can take tough love like me and she, you know, like I can talk to her as it is and she is okay with that. But my youngest one, she is so sensitive. She has Mm. such a soft heart that if I uh, raise my voice a little bit or if there's anything kind of uncomfortable in the room, like she starts crying and she feels really hurt by it. So that for me was like really like something that caught me in surprise, I was like, wow, I need to really change myself. God created her this way. So I need to change my approach and learn how to how I can better teach her and, and get into her heart and learning how to be patient and gentle and talking to her, affirming her that everything's okay. And just really learning to to be patient and and give her her time, you know? And that taught me to be a better teacher as well, because now I understand how people, uh, they do learn differently. They do need uh, different approaches and, and things like that. So I don't see as being uh, extroverted and really like direct as something that is like positive all the time. I also see that like gentleness and that um, sensibility of being something very strong because they do sometimes need to observe and they learn by observing and by being in that environment. And with time, they blossom sometimes even more than others. So I love that, that idea of being aware of the person that you are with and having discernment and self-control to, again, not be harsh with them, but to evaluate how can I care for and love this person well? And like you have two different daughters, you have different students, and you've learned that characteristic of how to model that to them. And I think that's really helpful and very impactful. And I'd love to maybe build on that a little bit because I know that all of us have been in a million situations, probably at home, work, church, family, neighborhood, relationships, where we've seen gentleness or someone exercise gentleness, and that really make a positive difference. And we've probably also seen sometimes where someone has come in with harshness in some form and it been damaging. So I'd love to hear from you, what has that looked like? And what have you learned as you've observed those situations? Definitely. I think for me, Proverbs 15.1 comes to mind. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And in terms of gentleness making a positive difference, like you said, Kathy, I think a lot of us have experienced different situations. Uh, For me, I think of meetings at work. Um, And we can all tell when things start getting tense. Maybe there are differences of opinion. Uh, It starts feeling a little uncomfortable. And I've really seen even just how quickly a gentle summarizing statement or redirecting statement can alleviate tension and really encourage unity instead of coming at a situation from different perspectives, uh, not looking to have that (laughs) unity. And so 
sometimes I say phrases like really calm. What I'm hearing from Susan is this. What I'm hearing from Kyle is this. What if we did this to accomplish both objectives and really making sure my tone is more calm? Um, It kind of helps set the new baseline for how to proceed in the conversation. And it really helps everyone be heard and and not put walls up. Um, So... Gentleness has come a long way just in work meetings, in situations with friends and family. Um, But on the flip side, harshness, uh, I think of the Old Testament story in 1 Kings 12. Um, King Rehoboam, um, he is approached by Jeroboam and the people of Israel asking him to lighten the load that his father Solomon had put on them, this workload. And his father's advisors counseled him, you should really listen to the people. If you serve them, aka respond to them with gentleness and understanding, they'll serve you the rest of their lives. Um, But the king turns to his young friends who tell him, you should increase the burden even more so they see how powerful you are. And that ends up backfiring on him so much because the people end up resenting him and he could have been gentle like the advisors counseled him to do, mm-hmm. and it would have created a lot of blessing and unity. But instead, um, he chose the way of harshness and it just deepened the divide. So um, both the positive and the negative um, sides show through in those different examples to me. Yeah, that that tells us a, a lot about being a good leader, right? Whenever you put the team first, you put your not, you know, as a as you're trying to lead a meeting, and you're not thinking about the goal of the meeting, but but about everybody and um, yeah, the well-being of everybody. So that's a really good teaching for uh, me as a businesswoman <laughs> to understand how to, yeah, be gentle. It's, it's always the right answer, right? I like, too, in your story, Casey, one gentleness was expressed in words, and one was also expressed in actions. And sometimes I think, sometimes we can think of gentleness as just being what mm-hmm. we say in the way we say it. And certainly that's a part of gentleness, but I also think there are gentle responses to True. situations and gentle, a- again, like you said, that he gave harsh tasks, mm-hmm. a harsh amount of tasks. And so I feel like gentleness is not just what we say, but mm-hmm. it is including what we say. And I want to double down on that a little bit because I feel like gentleness in the workplace is interesting to think about. And mm-hmm. you both have very different workplaces, to be honest, (laughs) but yet are in the workplace a lot and have Mm -hmm. seen this fleshed out. So tell me a little bit more, how have you seen in colleagues or meetings or situations, how have you seen gentleness illustrated in the workplace and how does it make a difference? I have a recent example of, I was working with a coworker who was supporting me on a big project and I had not worked with this person before. And really experienced a lot of challenges. I felt like uh, the support I was getting was not consistent with what I should be getting from someone in that position. Uh, And 
it, it was a hard experience. It created, honestly, more rework for me than if I didn't have the help. And so, you know, that happens. Uh, I was just thinking, let me put my head down and power through it because it's a temporary assignment. But then that person's manager reached out to me and asked me for feedback on how they supported me, <laughs> which in my mind, obviously, it wasn't great. <laughs> and I felt very conflicted because... I didn't want to be mean by giving negative feedback. And also, I was afraid if I did give negative feedback, word would get back to that person or they would mm -hmm. somehow figure out I was the one who gave the negative feedback. So definitely struggling with fear of man there and what others thought of me. Um, and I also was getting caught up in, you know, this is mean and not gentle. Uh, I thought maybe the most gentle, loving thing to do was just to kind of avoid having to give the negative feedback. But the more I sat on it and processed, uh, the more I realized that the right thing to do was to share the constructive feedback, right? Like share things that could be improved upon because that's really what's going to help this person excel and build their career in the future and help them support the next person they help even better. So I prayed about it and called that person's manager who had asked for feedback and just explained to her. Uh, I used phrases like, this person could be even more effective if they learned this, um, X, Y, and Z. And it came across as not a personal attack by any means on this person, uh, but just sharing, you know, ways they could improve. And that allowed me to be both gentle while also uh, being firm in a sense or or sharing the truth in the heart of the matter. So uh, that was a really interesting example for me because I previously thought the most gentle thing to do was to stay quiet. And then I realized, uh, no, I, mm. I can share the truth and be real, but I could still deliver it gently. Let me make some notes. Even more <laughs> effective. <laughs> That's amazing. I know, Neela, your workplace is interesting because you run the business, you hire and manage teachers, you teach three-year-olds how to dance. Yes. And so tell me a little Love bit it. about gentleness in your workplace and how you've seen that be effective. And that's interesting that you say that because for me, it's very easy to be gentle with my my babies, you know, my kids. It's it's easy for me to be gentle with in some environments, right? And not necessarily at home when I'm mad sometimes. <laughs> so uh, I do love my little one so much. And talking about that, I just had like a student uh, not very long time ago, like she was four years old and she came to a summer camp. And, you know, like the first class with that age is really chaotic, like it's a control chaos that you're trying to make everybody feel comfortable and welcome. And they might be leaving their moms for the first time in their first ever class by themselves. So I had this one student that she sat down and she didn't want to do anything, like no games, no dancing. And she looked really like uh, intimidated. So I came to her, uh, close to her, and then I touched her back and I said to her, um, do you want to watch today? Do you just want to watch today instead of coming dancing with us? She, she nodded her head and said, yes. I was like, it's okay. Like, we really want you to participate. But if you don't want to, it's okay for you to just watch. And 
she was there and she was fine and she did not come. And then the next week she came and she was so confident and she did everything and she was like wow. just amazing. Wow. And she completed the, the, the summer camp and she did a great job. And at the end, her mom told me that that first day when they went home, uh, she told her mom, she told me it was okay for me to watch this first time. I was afraid and she told me it was okay. So that that gentleness and just like touching her and saying, it is okay. You don't need to perform. You don't need to just mm -hmm. get out of your comfort zone right now uh, to do what I'm asking you to do at mm -hmm. this moment, because that doesn't mean that you're not learning. I feel like sometimes parents have the expectation of, well, they need to do this. They need to perform this way or they are not having fun or learning. And it's very important for us, uh, not only with our kids, but with our friends and family to to put those expectations down and be like, everybody has their own timing and we all learn different ways and different timings. And for her, she needed that that day. And that was exactly uh, what helped her feel confident for the next time to come. So that taught me a lot as a teacher because I can easily think that her mom's going to take her out of dance and that the, the daughter didn't right. dance. So this was a bad experience. I know it's not necessarily that, but that encouraged me more and more to be gentle to the to every student. It could be even an older student that has, you know, like that tough time. And we are really uh, tough on ourselves when we're in a in a bad in a new experience. So I think it's important for us to mm -hmm. just learn to listen to others and, and be gentle in that way. Not be selfish of okay, my goals for you are those. Those mm -hmm. are my goals for you. You know. Mm -hmm. Man, y'all are both so wise. This is phenomenal. So discerning, so much strength, so much intentionality in your gentleness. And it makes me think about how in some circles, gentleness kind of gets a bad rap. Meaning, don't bring gentleness into the workplace. Mm -hmm. You've got to run people over to succeed. A and I just kind of want to ask you guys, what do you think about gentleness? Why does it get a bad rap? And how do we answer that objection to gentleness? I think that's a great point. Um, I completely echo what you said, Kathy. I think gentleness can often be misunderstood as passivity and weakness. And I think our society uh, highly undervalues the virtue of being gentle. And what comes to mind is maybe it's just because God's kingdom is countercultural. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. a fruit of the spirit is gentleness. That's not natural to this broken world um i don't know what do you think Anneli? yes that's totally you you got in the nail i don't know what is the expression nail on the, the head, nail on yes. the head. <laughs> <laughs> because if you think about the israelites they were um expecting jesus to come as this strong king that was mm. going to deliver them in a way that was going to be powerful and you know and jesus came and he walked in a donkey and he came so humble, yeah. so gentle. You almost like you need to stop and pay attention so you can actually see and listen to him. So that was totally not what they were expecting. And that's our God. He's so yeah. gentle and kind. And his love is something that, you know, like it reaches you when you're not expecting. So it's really gentleness, knowing that our King, He is a strong, powerful, but He's also kind. Mm -hmm. It's amazing and so encouraging. Mm -hmm. I love that you brought up Penile, God's character. And so I just want to ask you, how have you personally seen and experienced God's gentleness in your own life? Oh my goodness. Um, yes, 
God has been so gentle to me <laughs> because I feel like I messed up all the time. And, you know, when you do the same mistakes and then you're tough on yourself, you're like, why are you doing this again? <laughs> Haven't you learned your lesson? And the way he talks to me and he has, he is the only one that can come and point his finger mm -hmm. to me and say, look, I already told you this, but he doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. And he offers me his mercies every morning, his love. And and this just blows my mind how he's patient and, and kind to me in my sanctification process. So that encourages me to expend, extend that grace and, and forgiveness and, and gentleness uh, to others. So yes, I do feel like it's amazing how he can be so, <laughs> so gentle to me and yes. not shake me sometimes, yes. you know? And consistently gentle. Consistently. I never have to wonder. God's always going to be gentle with me, mm. even when I mess up time and time again, like you're saying. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love that picture you painted, Hanili, and Casey, you were referring to some things other that make me think of this. God is gentle, and He's kind, and He's patient, but He also never compromises truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He is powerful. He is at work. And so I don't—I think God is both gentle and yet at the same time truthful mm -hmm. and doesn't compromise on that. And so, Casey, your example earlier made me think about this a little bit. You did speak the truth, but hopefully in a gentle way. And so, I don't think we want to paint the picture of just walk into your workplace and let people do whatever they want, <laughs> or no. your family do what they want, or just give everyone what they want. That's n not actually a picture of gentleness. Mm -hmm. And so, what is, I'm not sure quite what the white word is, but do you have any thoughts or stories about how to pick maybe gentleness and firmness or where you still hold to the truth and don't compromise mm -hmm. on what is right. You don't give your children everything they want whenever oh, yeah. they want it. You have to say no and mm -hmm. you have to say there's something better. So what are your thoughts on gentleness and firmness mixed together? Definitely. I think it goes back to Hanili just pointing to our God and who He is. The first example that comes to mind for me is Jesus and the rich young man. Uh, it's recorded in a few of the Gospels, but Mark chapter 10. Uh, I'll just read the verses, if Great. that's all right. Verses 17 to 22. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, go sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. So in this example, I'm just struck by how Jesus was incredibly gentle. He looked at the young man, he loved him, but he also told him the truth. You need to let go of your worldly possessions and follow me. And when the rich young man walked away sad, he didn't run after him and say, actually, never mind. It's fine. Just, just come follow me. Keep your stuff. He didn't compromise on that. Mm -hmm. He looked at him. He loved him perfectly. He was gentle and kind, and he did not compromise on truth yeah. and true life. That reminds me 
that reminds me of parenting because uh, I I read before and I experienced in my life that whenever you are disciplining your children, you don't need to necessarily raise your voice and just be like, just being aggressive, right? If you are consistent and you show them that your rules are not going to be changed, mm -hmm. like you do need to put your plate away or whatever it is. And if they throw a fit, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And being like, you know, you know, that's it. You can still say the same thing. And what's going to make them learn is that your consistency, it's not how loud you're speaking mm -hmm. or how you're threatening them about, or if you don't do this, no. But if you are uh, gentle and consistent and they will know, they will feel You don't need to raise your voice. You know, when the mamas yeah. look and they know, they know by a look, they know by being like, oh, my mom's not going to change my mind. So this is, uh, that reminds me of that. Yeah. It's interesting. Y'all hadn't thought about this until this very moment. You've talked about gentleness and consistency together. Mm, yeah. So my brain is thinking about how that intentional gentleness and consistency can be really helpful as we love people well. I know you've mentioned too, several times how we need to be careful about our body language, our tone, how we interact with people. And so I want to talk just a minute about that. Sometimes I think our body language does need to be very, um, I don't know, removed is the right word, but we need to be very calm. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that means we can't be excitable and excited. I mean, you can totally do that. And Neely, I know your personality <laughs> is fun and demonstrative. And so talk to me a little bit how you manage still being fun and demonstrative and yet gentle and yet just taking all those things into consideration. Okay, it's funny that you asked that because I was thinking about that this morning. I was thinking about when I moved to United States, um, how different the culture is and how it took me a long time mm. to feel welcomed and loved and accepted here because I'm from Brazil and there the culture is just really warm and we do like, you know, when you meet somebody, you kiss them on the cheek <laughs> twice, <laughs> yeah. you know, so like you're always hugging. It's very, very warm culture. And then when I came here, Americans, I feel like they like their personal space more. It's, it takes a while for you to get in their personal space, you know, <laughs> it's not like immediate. So for me to have friendships and still see this boundary, you know, like, because not only I'm Brazilian, but also my love language is <laughs> physical touch. <laughs> so I need a dancer. <laughs> you use your body. So it was, yeah, no, but this, so it was, it was tough for me to learn that, okay, they still love me. They don't hug me, but, <laughs> but you know, like I have friends and, and that's, uh, that was uh, something that for me, um, you're talking about being gentle uh, with your uh, body language. So for me, um, The many times that I felt love, loved and, and accepted and was sometimes with no words when somebody would just hug me when I'm sad and mm. just, you know, like listen or just put a hand on a shoulder and mm -hmm. be like, you know, I see you. Sometimes words of wisdom or, you know, discernment, all of the things cannot reach parts of your heart that a gentle touch or hug can do. So for me, this is very important. And uh, I love working with kids because of that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when they love you, they just come and hug you. <laughs> and I just love their hugs. And it just makes God made it all perfect. You know, like mm -hmm. how, how I mm -hmm. now feel very content. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's just back to that discernment of being aware of the situation, considering the other person and being sensitive mm -hmm. to what is required there, I think is 
so key in regards to gentleness because we want to communicate love to people and how do we communicate that care and that love in a way they will receive it. Mm -hmm. And I think from actions to words to body language to tone, all of those things are a part of communicating that. And different people may require a little bit different of that. Yes, and the opposite is also true. Sure. So you don't want to touch anybody that doesn't like and feel uncomfortable. So yes, both ways. You are being kind and gentle if you respect everybody's boundaries, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Yeah. I have friends that they don't like hugs, and I'm like, ah, I'm hugging you inside my, <laughs> my heart. Inside my head. Hug right now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We can cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> no, a hug from the heart. I think that's great. I love that. I love that. Well, I've loved hearing your thoughts. I've loved thinking about gentleness and how intentional you are with it, how much self-control is required, how it's a very powerful, frankly, effective tool, probably underutilized tool, to be honest. And I love just thinking about how God is so gentle with us. Even just as you talked about going to God and Casey, you said, God's always gentle. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, whether I've messed up or had a good day or need wisdom or fill in the blank of whatever it is, like, because He's gentle, like, I know I can always come. And He's still going to tell me the truth, but... Mm -hmm love me and receive me. And that's just so incredibly encouraging. And so, as we close our time, I would just love to ask, do you have any final thoughts or encouragements about gentleness or maybe a story you haven't had a chance to share that's popped into your mind? I just love the verse, Matthew eleven twenty nine. take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. I think that says it all. Mm, that's amazing. Yes. You know, for me, that struggle, I struggle with being gentle and I am proud of myself for, for getting better. And I think that yeah. um, it's encouragement for everybody out there, but just knowing that Every day we have an opportunity to do it again. You know, when I mess up yeah. with my kids and I raise my voice or I'm not gentle, I can go back and apologize to them and be like, I'm so sorry, mommy wasn't gentle, but this is what I meant. Mm-hmm. And you still love the end. And uh, all of those things that we do have, we, we don't, we can't let the enemy shame us and, you know, like put us down for um, just trying. And so God's mercy is always new. He renew his mercies every morning. And if by any chance we fail on those things, we can always Repent and go back to the Lord and ask for His strength to help us uh, be patient and kind and gentle and have self-control in all of those fruits. I love that. I needed to hear that because sometimes you see where you're not gentle or the areas you need to grow and it can become discouraging. And Mm -hmm. praise God, He forgives us. And you're so kind to go back to your children and say, Mm -hmm. Mom didn't get this right here. Forgive me and whatever and not whatever forgive me and here's (laughs) the loving truth and how can we move forward and i think that is key because there are going to be times that we're not gentle and we need to handle our lack of gentleness well first of all asking for the lord's forgiveness and restoring those relationships with people when we haven't stepped in with gentleness is i think is really important yes yes every day one day at a time (laughs) yeah you know I love this idea of gentleness. I love God being so gentle with us. And I'm so grateful that you guys would come and share your wisdom and it just the way you think through so intentionally how you interact with people. You both are godly women who live very kind lives 
even through different experiences, workplaces, families, and personalities. And I love you guys fleshing that out for us. Mm -hmm. So let me close this in prayer. God, you are so gentle with us and we are so grateful. I personally have been incredibly encouraged and challenged in hearing from Casey and hearing from Haneli. And so I just want to ask for me and for everyone listening, God, would you give us an increased desire to be gentleness and increased self-control in our gentleness? Give us great discernment so we know how to communicate and love people well with a lack of harshness. And yet, God, at the same time, enable us, just give us the wisdom. And like Casey said, gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. We need your help, Spirit, to be able to also do that fully consistent with truth, living out obediently what you've called us to do. Help us to do these things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more episodes, be sure to follow Encouraged and Equipped.